Welcome to Yao Veggies, where I, Mike Schneer, interview vegans and vegetarians in the Ottawa area and eat far too much guacamole. Our very first interview is with Brad Compo from Brew Donkey. I have known Brad for over two years. For full disclosure, though he's not currently a client, I used to write ad copy for his business. When I put out a call for interviews, he was the first person to approach me and I knew he would be a terrific subject. Brad is not only a vegetarian of two decades, he's also a brewery tour operator who brings people in Ottawa to local craft beer and also operates a swag shop at Maker House Co. in Hintonburg, which carries merchandise from local brewers. As a warning to listeners, this podcast does contain ums, us, discussion of alcohol, occasional use of strong language, background noise, and the most minimal editing humanly possible. Here's Brad. Uh, a brew donkey is a wild, noble creature that roams... Th- okay, sorry. Uh, brew, brew donkeys... I was getting excited there for a second. Oh, gosh, I've got photos of wild, noble creatures that I've mounted uh, in Spain that I should show you. Oh, are but, these uh, donkeys or...? It's a steel donkey that I found in the, in the, hills, of, uh, uh. In the hills of Spain. But uh, so Brew Donkey's a brewery tour operator. Bus trips to local beer. We're bringing you from our office or a downtown pickup to three to five different local breweries. Uh, we're also operating a craft beer swag shop inside our office space, which is located in Hintonburg. I, uh, I noticed you've been busy recently. I saw three articles, uh, one from the Metro. Brew Donkey has swag on your location at Maker House that we are, uh, that Maker House is kind enough to let us uh, record in. Uh, from the CBC, we, there's an article that is, it's what's outside that counts, exploring the colorful world of craft beer labels. And uh, you seem to have an educational series focusing on the label design of Ottawa area breweries. And uh, in the Ottawa Citizen, uh, you've been featured in What to Do This Week and Beyond in an all-things brew tour, which uh, focuses on coffee roastery, kombucha, uh, and uh, a beer brewery. Seriously? The Citizen 2? Yeah, The Citizen 2. You're in, you're all, in all of the, uh, the Ottawa papers right now. Oh, good God. I've been, uh, I guess I've been beating the pavement properly. Um, when I first started this, I, was, I, I considered myself kind of a, a newbie to, to promotion and uh, just getting my name out there. And I guess I just seem to be catching all the right waves for that right now. I, I hadn't even heard about the Citizen, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah you were in their, uh, their weekend roundup. Oh, good God. Good to hear. Um, so the, the first one, which uh, you mentioned, which was the, um, the which one? Sorry. It was on the uh, location here. Oh, it was yeah. uh, Brew Donkey has swag talking about the swag shop at the uh, Maker House in Hindenburg. Yeah, so we, we're currently in. We, we got pretty lucky to be moved in here with, uh, with Gareth of Maker House uh, because they, they offered us the ability to do something we've always wanted to do, which was uh, get a little more connected to the community by offering uh, retail swag and merchandise from local craft breweries in one spot. Um, we also operate our tours out of here. If you want to pick up uh, in Hintonburg, this is your spot. You'll come here. Um, it's AC in the summer and heat in the winter, which is much better than meeting in a parking lot in yep. uh, in Vanier. So, 
I've done um, it. Definitely. And then um, the I think the second article there that uh, that we've got is the uh, the fact that uh, we started an educational series. And uh, CBC was kind enough to feature this, our first feature of it on it, which was um, on Bo's beer label art and design. We've added a second, uh, a second one. Uh, oh, look at this. Yeah, what have you got I, here? Uh, I brought uh, one of Bo's beers. This is the uh, original Gruet. Is it going to say that right? Uh, yes, yeah, the original Gruet. Um, they've actually got one called the original Gruet and one called the OG, which I think is like... A play on words, the yeah, OG yeah. original Gruet Gangs. Yeah. So, but hey, I'm gonna open this thing. <laughs> oh so, my. So, uh, my hypothetical listeners might not know what a Gruet is. Uh, can you go over what a Gruet is? Well, a Gruet is uh, made with uh, it's a it's a beer made with instead of hops as the primary bittering and preservative agent, it's made with uh, other actual uh, herbs and spices. This one specifically has bog myrtle, yarrow, uh, and Labrador tea in it as well. So it's it's their recipe that's always around for the group, but they've got four in the series. It's pretty amazing. And just because I, I do know who we're speaking to, I should make note that all Bo's beer is vegetarian. Yeah. They do not use is- isinglass in the production of their beer. No isinglass, uh, no egg whites. Or uh, no gelatin. Yeah. No, they're, uh, they're using a diatomaceous earth for, their, for any of the filtration or, or um, clarifying that they do. So, And I've asked these questions because I am a nerdy little vegan, retired vegan. Uh, so you've, you've alluded to uh, the fact that you... Uh, well, you're a vegetarian. How long have you been a vegetarian? Uh, three, uh, three years about. Okay, uh, three years about. Because before that, I was a vegan for 17 years. I think you can lump them together. I, yeah, I could, except, you know, you know, everybody always asks, so how, how do you yeah. know if somebody's a, vegeta- a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Well, I gotta, uh, you know, I need something new to talk about that I'm now vegetarian. So, hmm. yeah, that's why it's three years, and then it's a longer story to tell people, so I can once again make people listen to my dietary choices. So uh, I've only been a vegan for about six years or so. Um, how has Ottawa's vegetarian community changed in the past, um, you know, two decades or so? I spent a lot of time actually being very active in it and um, found it was, um, there was, there were times when it was, when it was really bumping and every, every year there was three or four different events. And these days I don't really know anymore because although I am a vegetarian, I, I don't only associate with people Mm -hmm. in that community. I've made good friends in it, but um, I'm a, I'm a very, um, um, I, I, I have no problem socializing with people outside of my own dietary restrictions. Yeah. So I mean, it would be a very insular community if, if none of us could. Absolutely. Hey, listeners. At this point, a Maker House customer who was unfamiliar with podcasts had approached us. While I was fielding her questions, Brad took the opportunity to pour the bottle of Bose's original Gruet that I had brought with me. So, so in the last, the, by the way, we should we should go back to those news articles. I, I had no idea the last one was yeah, was in yeah. Place. It was uh, one of those weekend roundups by um, Kirsten Enderman, I think. 
Oh my God, I'm going to have to call Kirsten Enderman and thank her very much for that promotion. Um, but yeah, uh, 20 years, uh, 20 years of, of vegetarian slash vegan. It's um, what I find is um, options have gotten better. Uh, yes. Non vegetarian restaurants. You can eat at the table, you can eat at the green door all you want. I went to a Monopolate the other day and they had a vegan panini. That's, that's not really that hard. It's actually pretty easy to make food vegetarian or vegan. You just have to cut out the whole things that can kill you part. Like, oh look, eggs. Don't cook them right. It can kill you. Meat. Don't cook them right. It can kill you. So just cut out all that and try to make a sandwich that tastes good. And, and you're probably in a better position if it comes to a place like Monopolate, which has a very minuscule kitchen. They're very minimalist. Yes, so you can just put things that are less perishable yeah. on it. But I remember the the first year they uh, they opened up, they just had um, uh, a hummus dip and that was about it. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Now put hummus on a sandwich and then you're good to go. But um, for me, uh, what I've usually done is always just went to great restaurants in town and, you know, like, Go to Becta. Go to Murray Street Kitchen. Well, go to Mellow's, town. Uh, would be very good about uh, having options for vegan. And Mellow's, yeah. And and my my uh, expectation was just to go in and tell them I was a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Like, if you can you make me something? And if they couldn't, I would just I'd take off. And but if they could, it would almost definitely be better than anything you could get. Yeah. I, some of the food that I was getting at some of the uh, these vegetarian restaurants back in 2003 2004 it was like steam table food and it didn't it wasn't inspiring it felt like something i right. could make at home you go to the cafeteria style restaurants right. and there's nothing wrong with them but uh, it's not like you're going out somewhere fancy to eat so i would go to a place where they would make something i would never make and it was worth eating out for you know you have to trust the people that are making your food yeah and i did but I am still of the mind that you are really only as vegetarian or vegan as the people you trust to feed you. Hmm. So you trust somebody to feed you, and you trusted that it was actually vegetarian when they said it was. You know, when when you mentioned going to uh, non-vegetarian restaurants to get food, uh, it reminds me of when uh, Zen Kitchen hired uh, Chef Kyle, um, brought him on board, and uh, I I thought that his menu at Zen Kitchen was the best they ever had. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now he's currently at uh, Lower Town, Town, a brewery. Yeah, one of the destinations that we visit, for that matter. So uh, I wanted to ask you, um, for newcomers, do you find that Ottawa's craft beer community is friendly and welcoming to newcomers, or is it full of snobs uh, and hipsters like me? Um, I think it's just as as welcoming uh, as most of Ottawa is. There's, There's a lot of people in Ottawa that really are always looking to make new friends or, or, you know, accept you into it. Certain scenes, not so much in my opinion, like the music scene's a bit tough to break, but the social scene, the public interest scene of, you know, I'm into craft beer. People are always interested in finding somebody else that's in the same kind of um, social uh, interest group that they are. I've always found that uh, craft brewers are very nerdy about what they do mm-hmm. and very excited to talk to fellow nerds about uh, what they do. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's so many things that go into craft beer. I heard you talking to uh, someone who was, was home brewing, and there's so many different vari- there's so many different variables that go into how a beer can taste and wind up. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think the same kind of nerdiness and desire to you know, spread the, the, the good word, for lack of a better word, uh, or the expression, is, is, you know, vegetarians 
have always been that way. <laughs> um, sometimes in a good way and other times in a very preachy way, but sometimes craft beer people can be just as preachy as that your preachiest vegetarian and vegan friend. Yeah. How long have you, uh, have you been in Ottawa? I moved here in 2003 and have been here ever since. Before that, I'd lived in uh, Niagara Falls, uh, Belleville, Peterborough, St. Catharines, all over. And then my original hometown, which is Windsor, Ontario. Okay. Uh, and uh, what made you want to uh, start businesses in Ottawa? Uh, I have trouble being employed by somebody for long enough for a very long period of time without caring more about their business than I should. Mm. So employed, it's been six months. I care more than I should. I give you, I I would give opinions and, um, you know, ideas on how to help the business and make changes. And as a staff member of six months, I was oftentimes just hitting this roadblock of, they weren't interested in my input and feedback. And on yeah. it, honestly, some of the feedback was probably pretty horrible, but I thought it was good. And that's all that I think was required was that desire to want to make changes and be your own boss and, and be the person that made the, you know, made the failures on his own. So I just, I, I always had this feeling of wanting to be able to take control of, of the employment I had. So... Yeah. And the first business I had was a, a bakery, which was something I'd wanted since I was, I was 18 or 19. <laughs> Good call. I think we're on a wavelength now. But uh, that first business was a vegan bakery, uh, which was cookies, uh, Be Goods Be Goods Cookies or Be Goods Bakery. Was there a, a cookie truck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. I heard about the cookie truck. You tell me more about yeah. the cookie truck. So when I first started this, I wanted to open a bakery, and you know, I was gonna make I was gonna make it vegan because I wanted to be able to make sure it was uh, something I could permanently feel good about owning. So I made all the cookies vegan. I had all the recipes set out, and then instead of putting the whole business inside a building where there was the possibility of not being able to make rent and possibility of having everything reclaimed because I couldn't keep my rent going, I. Uh, I put it inside a truck, and that was kind of a weird brainstorm I had while walking home um, next to all these uh, chip trucks that would be out. Uh, one in, one was in the market, and the other one was in Sandy Hill. And the brainstorm worked because uh, we ran for five and a half years, and I didn't at any point not be able to make my rent. Right, so uh, you're... you're- Rent is a truck. truck. Yeah. yeah. So the, the bakery itself was inside the truck. We did jazz fest, blues fest, and folk fest for close to five years. And we made sure that people got fresh baked goods and coffee at, uh, at those festivals. And we used only fair trade organic coffee. And the one non-vegan thing we did was in our coffee offerings, we always offered milk, cream, and soy milk. And that was generally because I didn't want to alienate people based on their dietary restrictions on coffee. Because convincing people to drink soy milk only is, it was not, wouldn't have flown in the mass market. So for that dairy, uh, it was all right. But we kept eggs out of all of the rest of our, there was no eggs in our baking. Anything we made, we, we kept, uh, we kept vegan. What was your, uh, your flagship product there? Uh, spelt molasses ginger cookie. It was, huh. it was, uh, the thing we made the most of. It had a ton of cinnamon, tons of ginger, cloves, 
ton, a whole whack of molasses, and it was made with spelt flour, so it had a nuttiness to it. Were there any recipes that you were really excited about trying but didn't turn out so well? Oh, I really wanted to make a butter tart, and it just failed hard. <laughs> I oh, could, I ate a lot of shitty butter tarts, part of my part of my language, but I ate a lot of crap, uh, horrible butter tarts. It's a podcast. It's not going the radio. You okay. can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, great. Um, but uh, actually, on the topic of veg- vegan vegetarian, uh, this bakery that I produced, it was just Be Goods Bakery. We made cookies. We weren't a vegan bakery by definition. We just so happened to be. Right. So we made fresh cookies. They were fresh baked in the park all the time, daily. I, we didn't say we are vegan cookies on the sign. Generally, it's because I wanted to make money off off everybody, not just vegans. That was slightly capitalist yeah. mentality. That reminds me of uh, what David Lone did at... Uh, I saw him at one of the events where uh, he, he was the one of the chefs at uh, Zen Kitchen, and uh, he didn't want his, uh, his veggie balls to be called veggie balls. He just wanted them to be served as meatballs. Um, as I, I think he also sort of wanted people to just try it and, and mm-hmm. have an open mind. Yeah. And that, that was, our mentality was, these cookies are fresh and delicious. And unless you're opposed to delicious, um, cookies. delicious cookies, there would be no reason not to eat them. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been here for a while. How has the, uh, the city changed over uh, the last 23 years? Uh, well, uh, I moved here in 2003, so it's been 13 now. So yeah, 13, sorry. 13, I yeah. completely miscounted. No, that's fine. Uh, 23 years ago, God, I was young, young little pup. I had just as much facial hair, though, strangely. Um, <laughs> envious of your beard, Michael. Um, so for, for us, uh, for me personally, uh, the first neighborhood I lived in, was here, a block from here. And right. back then, it was a, a, a vacant parking lot across the road instead of a condo, uh, like, you know, $500,000 condo units times however many are over there. It used to be a gas station or a garage. Um, where I lived is now above a bridgehead as opposed to above a sex shop. Mm. It's, Those that's are getting trendy, changed. though. Sex shops? Yeah, uh, there was uh, what's what's the the one Venus Envy. Venus Envy, yeah. uh, which has like a beautiful bookstore oh, and yes. uh, the staff are all really friendly. Absolutely, but <laughs> this was not that kind of sex shop. This was, yes, maybe a. Um, anyway, there's the, the, the neighborhoods changed in a lot of great ways, um, and but it still retains a lot of that um, yeah. seedy and underground culture. So it's still a beautiful neighborhood, but. But it's act, it, it, it's very much changed over the years. Yeah, I've uh, I've just moved into the uh, the Glebe and I found that uh, they've also sort of it's it's gentrified a lot, um, and it's still under the process of like people are buying up condos and tearing down uh, old Victorian houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just it's it's kind of interesting to see like when you're walking down the street to see like litter on the ground that says like million dollar condos, you know like. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. Um, so I was going to ask you. Uh, so if if a vegan or vegetarian was visiting Ottawa for the first time, what are the places that you would first recommend to them? Uh, for first recommending uh, a space as a vegetarian and vegan, 
I would go to the, a health food store right off the bat. I'm a, I'm a frugal vegetarian and a vegan. And if you're coming here as a tourist, you're going to be in the Bayard Market. Your first destination should be Market Organics. And generally, it's because you're going to yes. jump in there. You're going to see the comfortable things that you know how to eat. You can self-cater. You'll be able to make yourself a sandwich on the fly in your hotel or, as I've done in the past, in your car making a sandwich. And once you've got food in you and you're well-fed, then go and, and hunt out other restaurants, even if it's not a vegetarian restaurant, because there's great vegetarian restaurants out there, but not as many in the market. And gr- there are great restaurants that are high-end restaurants. And just go into that high-end restaurant and just say, listen, I'm a, I'm a vegan, I'm a vegetarian. Uh, I see you've got something on your menu, but, you know, let me know if, 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 if I'm a problem. But, like, I would love for you guys to make me something and, you know, have fun with it. I really don't care. Most places are happy to take your money. Oh, God. Most places are happy to take your money. But at the same time, they're also, you've got chefs in there that have a set menu, but they always want to impress. There are those chefs that their whole desire is to make you think they did a great job on food. And if it's even more so than, if it's even more of a, like an accomplishment because they made a vegetarian think, oh my God, this place made the best vegetarian meal ever. Oh, there it's an ego right. boost. I, when I used to do it, the chefs would come out and say, "How was it? Was it good? Did you like it?" And they don't do that when they make a like what all what they normally have. They would actually come out and actively ask me, like, "Was it was it what is was it as good as you thought it would be?" Or you know, because they're yeah. they're nervous, they're excited to know, like, I can make There's good reputation vegetables. at stake. Yes, their personal reputation, and as well as um, I don't know, just they like a challenge. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Market Organics because I was going to ask my next, my next question uh, about best kept secrets in Ottawa. And I find that a lot of people don't know that Market Organics makes a, uh, just their kitchen makes a wicked um, <coughs> vegan buttered chicken. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, right at the uh, the deli counter that they have there. And they have all these uh, ready to, uh, to heat um, foods. Are you sure and it's vegan yeah, butter chicken? Yeah. Just it's, because uh, they also cook meat they also, there too. You, you need to make sure that you're not getting the one that has actual chicken <laughs> in it. Yeah. But the uh, the vegan butter chicken is really delicious. They also yeah. make a General Tao's chicken that's, uh, that's mm. really good too. I used to go in there and when they made ba- vegan banh mi sandwiches. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like with spicy mayo and uh, tempeh and cilantro a shredded carrot inside a, like a like a, a, a like a airy bun. Oh my god! I wish they still made them. They're that that the woman who was making them, who was their chef, I think, no longer works there. But that's too bad. I, I every time I see a banh mi sandwich now, I know I cannot eat it, but I really wish I could. Oh, they even made their own seitan for it. Oh yeah, they were like they're making and shaving their own seitan. Oh for wow. It. Oh yeah. Ah uh, that. I, I feel like I missed out now. That sounds amazing. Yes, Michael, you did miss. I, out. Okay. You missed. You missed ages and ages of vegan excitement. Are there any other uh, best kept secrets in Ottawa that uh, you can share with our hypothetical listeners? Well, uh, best kept secrets for vegetarianism. Uh, I'm thinking uh, more of in terms of like places to go and find uh, food ooh. people don't necessarily know. Well, about. let's let's double double down on that. Best kept vegetarian secret and cool things to do uh, if you're you know not totally in the know. House of Targ uh, yes. down in Old Ottawa South has a both a vegan vegetarian pierogi option and 
it's a pinball games room that is... And they host metal concerts. And they host metal concerts if you're totally into metal, which if you're vegan, you probably have like six friends that are into metal. There's there's overlap. Overlap. So vegan uh, pierogi options and pinball uh, called House of Tark. I'm not getting money for this plug. No, but uh, in terms of uh, plugs, what is next for Brew Donkey? What uh, what do you have planned? Well, uh, over the plug? well over the over the summer, we're we're running tours as normal all weekend, every weekend, all year round. But uh, coming up, uh, we have uh, trips going. A new trip that, as you mentioned, called All Things Brewed. All Things Brewed is a, a trip that'll bring you to a coffee roastery, a kombucha, a tea producer, a distillery, and a brewery. We should have our crafting an escape, which is go to two breweries, and then after you're done, two breweries, go to an escape room and try to escape. Uh, so it's kind of a, a challenge. I feel <laughs> like if that happened after Bose, it would be very difficult to escape from that room. Sure, sure. And this is be we're hoping to promote it to people who've already done escape rooms um, because they think they're really good and they want to see if they're even better at it than they think because they can do it after two breweries. Which tours. escape room is it? I know Ottawa has like 20 breweries, but I think we also have like three or four escape rooms. Uh, this would most likely be in collaboration with the Escape Manor people. They're great people and they're physically our neighbors here across the road. So Okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, we've also got uh, a, a trip that uh, will, um, I guess, titillate as well as uh, inebriate. It's the... Uh, crushed and bruised tour, which is watching uh, flat track roller derby oh, wow. uh, after three brewery tours. So um, we're going to be bringing people to three local breweries and then to a, a women's flat track roller derby uh, uh, a match. So uh, that'll be having July 23rd. And in August as well, there will be a match that we attend. So these are these are collaborations that we do. So that we're not just bringing people to beer; we're bringing people to to, um, to all the interesting things that you can do in Ottawa. So the derby, good parts of Ottawa. D- yes, definitely the geeky parts. Derby. I, I meant good parts of Ottawa, but that works too. You said parts. good geeky yeah. parts. Yeah. Well, uh, we like board games too. So you know, watch out for a uh, Cards Against Brumanity tour soon. I think I was on the first one that you tried of those. You may very well have been. We'll see what happens. We've got to find a, a good mix that uh, that makes sense and that 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 is uh, that that's a that makes gives value. But uh, all these other cool ideas are are part of kind of expanding Brew Donkey. Other than us expanding to Kitchener Waterloo, which was uh, which just happened, and we're I think a week and a half away from our first tour launching and and actually being sold out already. So. All right. Mm -hmm. Brad, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to sit down and uh, join me on this ridiculous podcast. Oh, it's not a ridiculous podcast. It's a ridiculously fun podcast. Absolutely. And especially if there's always vegan beer on it or vegetarian beer. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Yao Veggies. The news articles, which I mentioned in the interview, can be found in the show notes on your listening device. Yao Veggies is an unfunded and independently made podcast. Special thanks to Lydia Haywood-Munn for feedback and editing suggestions. If you enjoyed today's episode, would like to leave me a comment, or would like to be interviewed in an upcoming episode, you can reach me on Twitter at one word, Yao Veggies. Until next time.
this is this is research. I'm I'm a journalist. So we're in the middle of an interview, but that's all right. We're we're uh, they're interviewing me on vegetarianism and craft beer uh, tourism. Vegetarianism and craft beer tourism. 